This morning, if you would, take your Bibles, or if you have the church app, you can open it up, and it'll open to the Scriptures of 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 1. So either open up your Bible, or if you open up the uh, church app and open up the Bible there, it'll pull up to that. This morning, uh, we're in our second uh, message of the series about healer. We're looking at through these messages about healing, as you'll see on the logo, of heart, mind, and body. And uh, that represents our heart, which is our emotions, our mind, which is our mentality, and our hands representing our physicalness. And as we look through the scriptures through this series, The Healer, or Healer, we're going to find where God can heal us both uh, emotionally, mentally, and physically. This morning I want to focus on uh, healing the broken. There are times in our life because of experiences in life that uh, we feel like we've been broken. Broken mentally, physically, emotionally, different ways. And those things can come from either some experiences we've had of either a situation or a relationship that has caused us to feel broken. And as we look at the scriptures this morning, we'll see that there's a young lady that even though brokenness, when it comes into our life, makes us feel like that there's no hope or maybe no future in sight, as we find through this young lady named Hannah, that when we seek the Lord, we can find healing for our brokenness, no matter what form that brokenness comes in. And so this morning, if you feel like there's been brokenness in your life, or you feel like you're a broken individual, I hope that and pray that this morning through the life of Hannah that you'll find that there is an answer even when you felt like at a point in your life that it seems hopeless. And if you're in good shape this morning, God will give you some uh, ammunition to help someone else in their life at a point of their brokenness to find healing. So in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 1, I'm reading this out of the New King James this morning. It says, now there was a certain man of Ramatham, Zophim, of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeraham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, and the son of Zoph, an Ephraimite. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Verse 2 says, and he had two wives. So not only is there a mouthful of names in his family, but he's got his hands full. He had two wives, and the name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peneah. And Peneah had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peneah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters." Well, notice here there's a little difference in Peneah and Hannah. She had, Peneah has sons and daughters, and Elkanah gives a portion to all of them. But in verse 5 it says, But to Hannah he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed up her womb. She had no children. Verse 6 tells us, And her rival, which is the other wife, also provoked her, provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. And so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. And then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep and why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? 
Am I not better to you than ten sons? And so Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. And now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. You know, I think we can pause there at verse 10 and tell that Hannah was a very broken young lady. By the expression in this one verse of bitterness of soul and in anguish, she is deeply broken to the core. Verse 11 says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. You can look at that last part of the verse, or that verse 11, you say, okay, she said if, if she could just get a male child, a son, then he would be given to the Lord all the days of his life. But why did she throw in there that no razor shall be come upon his head? And she was saying that not only would she give that child to the Lord, but that he would take a, a Nazarite vow of certain commitments to the Lord to show that he was different and had committed to a greater level than any that would be around him. And so she was not only dedicating to the Lord, but she wanted others to see there was something in this son that God had given her. She wanted to go from brokenness to wholeness. And she knew the only answer at this point in her life was that God would intervene and heal her brokenness. You know, as we look at these scriptures, there's some things that are kind of unique that the Bible revealed to us, and that is, what makes a person feel broken? What kind of circumstances? You know, when a child is born, for most people, when a child is born, their brings great joy, doesn't it? And it doesn't matter whether it's a son or daughter, when that child is born, a father and a mother are just filled with joy and excitement that here is this baby, and the baby, when it's first born, is the, uh, the doctor may spank that baby and it may cry. That cry turns into great joy. And there's nothing more exciting than when a mother or father has a little child. And as it begins to get a little bit of maturity and you see that first smile come on its face. What joy it brings. Then a little scent hits your nose and you realize it just passed some gas and that's why it's smiling. Not because you're its mom and dad, but just a sense of relief. But then as it goes along, those, those little smiles come because it does look into mom and dad's face. And you give it a little tickle and it giggles and all those joys fill your life. Here is Hannah that in her emotions, she hungers and desires for those moments as a mother. To hear the little cries, to see the little smiles, even to change those poopy diapers. She was looking for those moments, but they weren't coming. And as she was the wife of two to Elkanah, she's feeling anguish and hurt and grief because that she's not able to bear and give to her husband like the other wife is able to do. And in those days, it was no greater joy in a woman's life than to give birth and to ultimately give birth as a son. A son that would be able to carry the family name, the son that would be able to carry on whatever family heritage there was. 
And so Hannah had that in her heart, but God had not allowed it to happen, and she was broken. But you know, there's a variety of things that make a person feel broken in their life. And as we look at Hannah's experience, we see a little bit of that. What makes a person feel broken? Sometimes feeling like we're a failure will make us feel broken. If you look at verse 2, the Bible tells us that, Behold, he had two wives, and the name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penea. And Penea had children, but Hannah had no children. That was kind of like saying her name, Hannah is a failure. She's a woman, but she cannot give birth to children. Now, in our day, some people choose to not have children. And if you're not able to have a child, that does not mean that you're a failure, but it can mean a sense of brokenness. In that day, in that time, as I said, it was the ultimate desire of every woman in that day to give birth and to give birth to a son. And so for Hannah, at this point in her life, she's feeling like a failure. I'm a woman. God created me to be a wife and a mother, and I'm not able to do it. I'm a failure. And feeling a sense of failure in our life can sometimes create brokenness in our life. It can come from a sense of failing our family. It can feel a sense of failure in what dreams and goals that you have. Sometimes you can even make it known, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to accomplish this, and everybody knows it, and then you don't make it, and you feel like you have failed. Sometimes there are expectations that just kind of get laid upon us. You know what I mean? It's not that you had those expectations, but in the circumstances of life, expectations have kind of been laid on you, and you're not able to meet those expectations, and you feel like a failure. And when you feel like a failure, there's a sense of brokenness that begins to set in your life. Whether it's I've failed my, my parents or I've failed my spouse or I've failed my children or I've failed the person that I love, a sense of failure can create a sense of brokenness. And that's where Hannah was. The other wife had born children. She had none. There's also the feeling that God has treated me in a way that's not fair. God hasn't treated me fairly. And that can create a sense of brokenness. For a person who believes that there is a God that has created us and breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, and then to feel like we're not as adequate as other people or we're not as talented as other people, a feeling that God has not treated me fairly can create brokenness. Why did God choose me to be different? Why am I made different? Why do I look different? Why is my personality different? Why, do I like, why don't I like what other people like? Why me? You see, if you look at verse 5, the Bible tells us that Hannah could have those same thoughts because it says in verse 5, but to Hannah, Elkanah would give, him a, give her a double portion, but he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. If we look at verse 6, it tells us that Penea had severely uh, provoked her because the Lord had closed up Hannah's womb. The Bible is very clear that God had closed her womb. And so for Hannah 
And for many people in their life, when they maybe physically are different or maybe their ways are different, and maybe that sense that they just don't really connect with other people, it's a sense of feeling like that God has not treated me fairly. I'm not as good-looking as some people are. I'm not as talented as some people are. I, I don't have the ability to do this. I just don't seem to connect. And it's, why me? Why did God choose me out to be different? Hannah could feel the same way, and that is, why did God choose to close my womb up? Why did Panea? Why is she having children? Why does God seem to be blessing her and God's holding back blessings on me? Even the sense of, hey, look, look how much money they've got. And I, I just, I'm not even paying all my bills. I'm having to put the bills in a hat and have a drawing to see who gets paid this week. Why don't I have what other people have? And that can create a feeling that God has not treated you fairly and it creates brokenness in your life. Obviously, feeling ridiculed by others can cause a sense of brokenness. If you look at verse 6, it tells us that Panea had provoked her, had ridiculed her, had made fun of her. It's kind of like Panea is rubbing it in Hannah's face even when they go to give sacrifice to the Lord. She brings it up. I've got, I've got sons and daughters. You, what's wrong with you? When others make fun of you, when they harass you, when they ridicule you, that can create a sense of brokenness in your life. When there's a sense of loneliness, when you feel loneliness, that can create a sense of brokenness. If you look at verse 8 in the Scriptures, it tells us that Elkanah is trying to help his wife and he asks a question, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Why are you, he's basically saying, why are you feeling this sense of loneliness to have sons and to have children? I'm good to you. Why can't I feel that loneliness? He's trying to break through to her, but it, it just doesn't mean the same. It's giving birth to a child for Hannah. And so for her, there's this sense of loneliness that she can't take into her bosom a child and to nurse that child and to raise that child. A sense of loneliness. And whether it's loneliness because you don't have children or whether it's loneliness because you haven't found a person to marry or maybe you've married and divorced and you just have a lonely home, loneliness can make you feel broken. And so as I look at Hannah's life and I think about people in, in feeling brokenness in general, Hannah seems to kind of cover almost all the bases for us. That no matter what point in our life has caused us to feel broken, we can relate to what Hannah's life was like. But you know, the good news is that brokenness doesn't always have to stay that way. And with brokenness, we need to realize that God has a purpose and a plan to take us from brokenness to wholeness. See, as I look at these scriptures, I see some answers. Hannah found an answer. God answered her prayer and took her from brokenness to wholeness in her life. What can brokenness actually lead to? When we're at a point in our life, is brokenness just to the point that we got to say, looks like I'm going to be miserable the rest of my life. No joy, no happiness. God has just dealt this in my life, and so I'm just kind of hung 
this way. Is that what brokenness has to lead to? Or can brokenness mean that God's got a purpose and plan that he's working out something for our good? We know that Romans 8, 28 says that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So could God take brokenness and bring wholeness in someone's life? Brokenness can lead to finding God in a deeper, more intimate way. For some people, when they become broken, they don't have God in their life. They don't have the Lord. And so they go out searching for something and they'll find God. But there are times when a person may have accepted Christ as their personal Savior. And when they get at a lower level of brokenness in their life, it causes them to seek God at a higher level. That's kind of where Hannah was. If you look at verse 10 and 11 in these scriptures, it tells us, that Hannah was in bitterness of soul and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And then she gives that Nazarite vow that her son would have. You know what Hannah was doing? I can imagine that this is probably not the only time she had prayed for a child. But because of the time of her loneliness and brokenness and feeling the sense of she's just not adequate, God is moving her to a point that she is seeking more deep, intimate closeness with the Lord. You know, it's hard to believe, but I have had, over the years, I've had several times of people who have been at a broken point in their life for various reasons And then they come to a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Lord. And I have had them tell me, you know, I I really would rather have not had to go through this, but I wouldn't have changed it for the relationship I've got with God now. For the level that I have learned from where I was of maybe no relationship with the Lord headed to hell or being at a point of, you know, all I did was say a prayer of salvation, but I never learned the love of the Lord in the deep, intimate way. You see, brokenness can lead it to us finding God and finding Him deeply and more intimately. Brokenness can also lead us to finding blessings. You see, in that verse 17 and 18, it tells us, Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And Eli was the priest that, that Hannah had gone to and had told about her situation and shared her desire to have a son. And Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. And so the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. You see, she had found blessings in the midst of her brokenness. Blessings that had changed her life. Matter of fact, if we go on, we see that she carries those blessings not only in her life, but carries it on to others. And that's what can lead in our lives sometimes. We, we brokenness can lead to not only us finding blessings, but us finding blessings for others. You see, if we were to go to verse 27 and 28, we'll see that Hannah took that child as it was born, and she brought it to the Lord and committed it to the Lord that the Lord's blessings would be upon her son. She not only wanted blessings for herself, she could have just said, all right, I've got a child. But she carried it on to only, not only herself, but to her son. And you know, 
I found many people that have experienced brokenness in their life and they took what they've experienced and what they have found and they've helped other people in their brokenness. You know, we have a tendency just by our human nature that when, when we're going through a difficult time in our life, when we're going through sadness or sorrow, we look at ourselves and we say this, poor me. And we get all focused on ourselves. When a lot of times God allows us to be broken so that we can take our brokenness and to help someone else in their time of need. Not only their time, but maybe someone else's time. There have been many people that I have known personally that have begun ministries because of somewhere that they've experienced brokenness in their life and they have transformed other people's lives. Matter of fact, Joyce and some of the ladies are going to uh, Women of Joy Conference. And Joyce, remind me of the lady's uh, name who her son is in prison. You remember her name? I put Joyce on the spot. She'll think of it after church. One of the ladies that speaks, her son actually took another man's life out of trying to protect another woman as he thought. And that woman in her hurt and her anguish has taken that brokenness and she's helped other people who have experienced things in their life that was out of their control but brought brokenness in their life. You see, the last thing I think that brokenness can lead to is not only finding blessings for others, but brokenness can lead to the greatest joy. I want to read to you in chapter 2, in verse 1. After Hannah had brought her child and given it to the Lord, it says, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. You see, in the midst of Hannah's brokenness, she found the greatest joy. Don't we sometimes kind of take things for granted? I know some people that, that I have personally tried to minister to that, that they were given blessings from the Lord, but because it was just there, they took it for granted. But then when some mistakes were made in their life and it was taken away from them, they were craving it. They had took it for granted, but when it was taken away from them, they craved it because they realized they had blessings that were from God and now they didn't have it. It's hard to believe, but sometimes it appears that even those who have gone and were not able to bear children have the greatest love and joy and deep connection to their children because they, knows what, they know what it's been like to not have and not be able to have and then to have the blessing. We many times, we take things for granted. And sometimes we take things too much for granted and God has to break us so that we can see the blessings. See, brokenness can lead to wholeness if we let it lead us to the Lord. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I don't know who in here this morning may have a sense of brokenness and maybe you feel like you've failed or maybe God hasn't treated you fairly or your family fairly. Maybe you've been ridiculed and harassed by others or maybe there's just a sense of loneliness in your life. But whatever is making you feel a sense of brokenness, let me tell you this morning, God can heal your brokenness. He can take your brokenness and lead to wholeness. 
if you just let it lead you to a deeper, more intimate relationship with the Lord. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, while the musicians are getting the song ready, if you've never accepted the Lord, maybe there's brokenness in your life, or maybe you just don't really fully understand what it means to be able to take your problems and your circumstances to a Lord who will heal you and will encourage you and will strengthen you and lift you up. But you'd like to know that, Lord. If that's your desire this morning, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior or maybe you're uncertain of your salvation, would you just pray this prayer in your heart? Dear Lord, I feel your Spirit speaking to me this morning. And Lord, I come to you asking you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I want to know a Lord who will be there for me. I want to know the joy of the Lord. Well, heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you pray that prayer to receive Christ this morning and you really meant it, would you just slip up your hand so I can remember you in my prayers and just say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer and I really meant it. Thank you. Maybe there's some this morning that maybe you're, you know that you're a Christian, but right now you're going through a point of brokenness in your life. And whatever it may be that has brought brokenness in your life, just remember that in the midst of brokenness, that can lead to wholeness if you just let it lead you to the Lord in a deeper, more intimate relationship with you. If you've got a sense of brokenness in your life, for whatever reason it may be, and you just need some prayer this morning, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Yes, 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 I see those hands, yes. Thank you, yes, yes. Dear Lord, I come to you right now. Lord, I I could say it was a little surprising, but not quite. That Lord, when the many hands that were raised for prayer, there were men, there were women, but there were those that were pretty young to those who are senior adults and all in between. That reminds us that brokenness doesn't come at a certain age. And it's not like that we've got to have experienced a lot of bad things in our life. It's just whatever we're experiencing right now can create brokenness that can damage us and devastate us. And Lord, I want to lift to you those males and females, those from youngest to the oldest. Lord, you saw each one of their hands that said, would you pray for me, Pastor? Would you lift me up to the Lord? Because I've got some brokenness in my life. And Lord... Some may be just like Hannah. They feel like they've failed. God, I pray that you just take that sense of failure away. And Lord, we can't do anything about the past even if we have failed. Sometimes we feel like we've failed when it's not us that have failed. It's just we're having to go through something in our life so God can use us for another reason or bring about His purpose and plan. So, Lord, whether it's someone who's failed or whether they just feel even anger towards you, God, that they feel like maybe you've treated them unfairly. Maybe they've experienced day after day. We even I was talking about being ridiculed. They said, oh, that's me. I just feel like everybody is different. Maybe it's someone who's broken because of loneliness. But, God, I know that today that they can find you in a deeper, more intimate way. They can find the blessings that they can share with others. 
Lord, they can end up being with Hannah with the greatest joy in their life by allowing you to work and heal in their life. So God, each one of them that raised their hand, God, would you just meet with them? And Lord, if they need to slip out of their pew and come down to this altar and pray and just lay it all on the altar and put all their emotions and all their hurt and all their thoughts and just start new and fresh, Lord, maybe they just want to slide out right now and just come lay it all on the altar and just say, Lord, I've been holding and having inside me this hurt, this emotions, this, this anger, this brokenness. But today, Lord, I'm putting it all on the altar and I'm giving it all to you because, Lord, I'm tired of carrying it. I'm tired of feeling these feelings. Lord, I'm just putting it in your hands because, Lord, you closed up Hannah's womb. You brought that brokenness to her and yet you healed her and brought her to wholeness. So, God, I'm asking you to do the same for me. Would you come if that's you this morning? Just come and lay it on the altar. Let God meet you where you are and give you healing that you need. Lord, I just thank you, God, for those who have responded in different ways. Raise their hands, come to the altar. Lord, some may just be silently speaking from their heart to you right now. But God, I pray that you'll heal the broken. Whether it's emotional, mental, or physical. God, would you heal them today? Lord, we love you and we claim victory in you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.